Welcome to the Vibing Consciously podcast, where we explore the power of conscious living and elevating our vibrations. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm a metaphysician and energy healer. I specialize in healing trauma and guiding us on the journey to self-love. My purpose is to help the world heal through this pivotal time in history, and I'm honored to be here by my best friend and co-host, Sarah. I'll be here to help everyday people find ways to stay healthy while healing because it's essential to nourish our bodies as well as our minds in order to stay fit and create a life of joy. Surround yourself with people who empower you, believe in you, support you, uplift you, motivate you, and appreciate you. Welcome to our episode about healing trauma. We'll talk about putting in the work and we hope you enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Vibing Consciously. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about putting in the work. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, so we're we're starting out silly because it might get a little heavy. That's where you need a button that goes meh. Nope. (laughs) Darn. Oh, well. Still figuring out these buttons. But healing trauma is a real topic. We don't want to make jokes about heavy things, but it is important that we keep our humor, always keep our humor, because if we lose our humor, we get sucked into negativity again, and we want to keep our vibes high. So healing trauma. Some people don't like to admit that they have trauma. But I hate to tell you, we all have trauma. That's why we come to Earth. Earth is a very traumatic place. How we heal it looks differently for everyone. We're going to share a little bit about what's helped us, and me especially, because I have trauma from a very, very early age. I flew out of a moving vehicle when I was two years old, and from there, it just kind of catapulted me into this world of fight or flight. And I never knew that I was in that state until I was forced to kind of find happiness. After I had her daughter, I had postpartum depression pretty bad. And seeing her as a child and seeing me through the eyes of her just completely changed my whole view of my trauma. I always looked at it like, I've been okay for this long. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm doing good. And I've always been successful. I've always been very driven, hard worker. I've always excelled at everything I've done. I have not failed at a lot of things. So I really thought I had a handle on it. You know, I've overcome in spite of my trauma. But now I'm at a point where I don't do things in spite. I do it because of my trauma. I am the way I am because of my trauma. Because I've learned compassion, empathy, all of these wonderful traits that other people don't always have, mm-hmm. which leads me into roles like this, where I get to help people. And that, to me, is where I find the most gratitude in my trauma. Thank you for giving me these experiences, because now I can look into the eyes of others and say, I know how you feel, mm-hmm. and I know how I can help you. But getting to that point was rocky. I found that healing trauma is very much like the 12-step program in AA. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> where first you have to admit that you have trauma and then you have to make the decision for yourself to heal it. And then secondly, it's the same as AA, you have to believe in a power greater than yourself because what you've been doing your whole life obviously is not working. If you've gotten to this point where your life is now starting to change and you can barely hold on. So you have to believe that there's a power greater than you and you have to call on it and ask for help. And then number three, surround yourself with people who support your growth. Set boundaries with those that don't because you can't cut everybody out of your life. Everybody's life is different and and everybody holds on to relationships for different reasons. But if you're going to hold on to that relationship, set boundaries. You have to. Not only that, have people around you that support you. Find people that love you. And it's not always within your family or close group of friends. It could be going to meetings similar to AA. I go to spiritual groups. I go to book club meetings. I have different friends in different places to support me in different ways. And to me, it's so important to have that. Mm -hmm. And then as you're going through this, you also have to give yourself grace. Progress happens one small step at a time. Healing is a lifelong process. We're never done healing. I've already accepted that in my journey, there may not be a day where I say I'm healed. I'm totally healed. My trauma does not affect me whatsoever. I've already accepted that this is a lifelong process. We all have layers and we all come with infinite parts of DNA that run through lifetimes of incarnations on this planet. We've all lived different lives. We've all done different things, good and bad. And it stays in our DNA. And we keep incarnating until we figure these little things out. Mm -hmm. And trauma comes in a lot of forms. So no matter what happened to us or at what magnitude the trauma was, if it wasn't able to be processed, it will hold in the body. It happens to every living organism on this planet but especially humans, because humans, as we know, are a different type of breed. No other living creature on this planet lives like humans do. And the tricky thing is we all hold trauma in different areas, depending on how we process the trauma in our minds. So for me personally, I have a lot of sexual trauma, and it all holds in my sacral chakra. That is where I have repetitive issues. I've always had issues with my reproductive organs, endometriosis, um, digestive issues around my solar plexus too because of the confidence I was lacking and and the self-esteem issues that I've gathered from all the trauma that I've been through. So that's where I hold my trauma. But abuse looks different for everybody. So some people can have massive headaches and it all hold in their head. If you were hit in the head and say it didn't cause any physical damage, you know, everything looked good on the scans, that energy is still holding and Mm -hmm. it can come back until you process the moment in which you were hit in the head and you weren't able to scream, cry, get help. You weren't able to fight or flight. You were forced to freeze. That's when it holds in our body. And our body tells us the story of our minds and it tells us exactly what we are holding on to. And once we become aware of the story that our body's telling us, we can then become the author and write the book of our own life how we want it. 
because there are such things as emotional body maps where, and you can Google this, and I, I do this in my practice. I actually learned um, Soul Speak through Julia Cannon, who is Dolores Cannon's daughter. And Dolores Cannon, you know, I love her, Mama D. But um, we figured out now, if you're having pain in your hips, it means that you have fear of moving forward. Or if you have, because um, I have allergies and pressure in my sinuses all the time, it's because of the pressure that I put on myself or I'm irritated at myself. And it's really funny when you look at it and you're honest with yourself, if you're really honest and you look at the different pain that you've had to deal with through your life or the different diseases that you've had and where they've held in the body and you look at these emotional body maps and it says what emotion it's related to and you're honest with yourself, it is shocking because every time I look I say oh my gosh this is absolutely right mm -hmm. and once we look at that and we say okay for example with my allergies I'm putting pressure on myself okay where am I putting pressure on myself at where can I lighten up and then usually the allergies would dissipate once you start doing this and you start becoming aware of what your body's trying to tell you there are rewards for putting in the work because this is daunting Sometimes, especially if you're working with a lot of pain over years, trauma over decades. But once you start seeing the results and it starts to go away, it is like a game changer. And you start playing your life like a game. Because if I have something that pops up in my health, because I still do, it doesn't matter if I meditate, whatever. Like I said, we all have layers. When I first started healing, I went after the little traumas, and now I'm after the big boys. These are the things that I'm going to have to make major changes in my life. And until I do that, I'm going to have to listen to what my body tells me and do what it wants. Because right now, my mind is saying one thing and my body is saying something else. Because my body is also very stressed out because I'm trying to make all these changes. I've made a lot of changes over the last couple of years. I don't live in stress anymore. And the body, when you live in stress for so long, it actually craves those hormones, the stress hormones, and it will do anything possible to keep you in that stress state because that's where it's comfortable. Our bodies are our protectors. That's what they like, protecting us. And for so long, we've told our bodies, protect us by being in fight or flight. But once you settle down, the body does get stressed out too because it wants to get back to that state. And you have to tell your body, okay, it's okay. And you have to work through that stuff and you have to continue to make changes in your life. So as I was saying before, for me personally, when I started meditating, after I came out of the postpartum depression and everything like that, it took me weeks to be able to calm my mind and then a little warning of meditation, something that a lot of people don't like to talk about because everybody's all love and light, and I love that, but we have to be real with ourselves. Meditation will also bring up repressed memories. Oh, yeah. So be aware of that. Give yourself grace when it happens because when you have memories that have been repressed, something that the five, six, seven-year-old you has been hanging on to in a box for your protection for so long, and now finally they can't hold it anymore, 
it comes over you like a tidal wave sometimes. So be aware, be kind to yourself, and believe it. Believe it happened. Accept that it happened. And find some sort of peace within you in that trauma. Because it's there. You might be angry. You might be sad. You might feel all sorts of things at once. And then it might be done. And then you might feel it again weeks later out of nowhere. But give yourself grace. There are layers. And there is a reason for everything. I wholeheartedly believe that. Because I believe if the extent of my trauma did not happen, I would not be in this position I am today. And I am so incredibly grateful to be here on this podcast talking to you guys about trauma. Because it's always been something that I've said I can use it to my benefit. There has to be something good that comes out of this. And this is my opportunity. So I'm giving you guys everything I've got. And I want you to know that we're in this together. Always. We're here for you. We are a community in this together. Wildcat, thank you for sharing that with everybody. I know that was probably really difficult to do. And I just want to say that I can't wait to go into the waves of trauma. Me too. Everyone's healing journey looks different, but we all go through waves. And these waves may or may not be in order according to your journey, but they could look like acceptance, which is wonderful, and gratitude. You could also be sad, have a lot of anger, grief, joy, rage, anxiety, denial, shame, guilt, isolation. You could feel overwhelming love. You could have an undying need for information, but you could also feel cut off. All of these are normal and should all be felt in process during your time of healing because you are going to feel maybe all of these in one day. That is really funny that you put all that Why? in our notes because... Did you do the same thing? I have all of it in my notes. And at the bottom, it says right here, <laughs> it says, if you can think of any word in the English language when you're going through your healing process, that's probably a word that you could put there. <laughs> right. Very nice. Isn't Look that at funny? us. Look at that. Us taking notes in two different places, not even speaking. And the same thing on the same wavelength. Well, I also put an analogy of I went through something that was traumatic to me and everybody's, you know, thing that they go through is traumatic to them in their own way, whatever it is. For me, what I went through, I felt every single word that you just said plus some. Mm -hmm. And the way I would put it best is you're wanting to build a brick house. You put a brick on and you have to follow that pattern, the bricklay pattern. Right. It's the same thing for healing. Each brick is a new trauma. Yeah. Something from the past, something from the present, or something from the future. And you have to keep laying those bricks. Laying them, laying them, healing them, healing them. It's the same thing over and over. And each one of those bricks could be labeled as joy, anger, sadness, whatever. Whatever your emotion is that day, that's what that brick is. You're taking that brick, you're following the bricklay pattern, and you're basically working your way up to try to complete that house. Right. And sometimes it feels like it's never ending. <laughs> right. Because even with the trauma, what I thought was traumatic that I went through that's pushed me to where I am today, and I felt like as soon as I felt like I was done healing, which I know that you can agree with this cat, I would be like, cat, I'm healed. Then the next day I'm like, oh, shit. There's something else that just came up. And the other thing is things always come up when you really don't want them to. I remember I had something come up 
this is a very specific something when I say this, something that came up right in the middle of me at my yoga practice at the studio. I was literally in warrior two pose and boom, it like hits my, like it's just consuming my brain. And it was just another thing that I had to heal from. Another brick to add to my house. Yeah, and you never know when they'll be thrown at you. And when you do have them come out of nowhere like that, I know that it seems impossible, but you have to feel them. You have to allow yourself to feel it in that moment because it's coming up during that time for a reason, and that's energy moving around your body. So while you were doing yoga, you probably did a pose that unlocked some held up energy that you have there. And usually you can feel that when you have tight muscles. If you have tight muscles, chances are you have stagnant energy that's holding from a trauma or something that you weren't able to process. Mm -hmm. And when you release that, that energy is going to try to move out. And if it tries to move out and you try to hold it in again, it's going to go right back. And that pain is going to become worse. Mm -hmm. So I know that it's so inconvenient when you're in the middle of Target and you see something on the wall that reminds you of something that you did when you were little, maybe a toy. They brought back a toy from when mm -hmm. you were little, and bam, you're triggered right there in the middle of the target. And it's happened to me, and that's why I'm using it as an example. And so I went and I told myself, okay, whew, I feel it. I know. I know you're there. Thank you for letting me know. Let me check out. I'll stop what I'm doing right now. I'll go check out. Let me get in my car. And I'll tell myself what I'm doing, you know, because our body sometimes is not in alignment with our mind. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I stopped what I did or stopped what I was doing. I went and checked out. I sat in my car and cried and meditated because I find that when I go into these triggers and it is so much that it makes me cry because I don't cry very often, even though since my spiritual journey has started, I cry a lot more now than I used to. Mm -hmm. If it's enough to, to bring me to tears, I usually meditate when mm -hmm. I'm like that because that's when my higher self is really trying to give me information or my inner child, whatever you want to call it. See, I find that that happens to me a lot when I'm listening to music. Mm -hmm. I'll become very emotional. and But again, it can be two different kinds of emotion. Like it could just be a song that reminds me of the past or something that I've heard in the past. That can bring me sadness, but then there can also be a song where I feel complete joy, but right. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, me too. And I, um, I'm a clear sentient, smells mm. take me right back. I used to have an aunt uncle that I was really close to when I was little, and they always showed us so much love. They were one of the few that did that in our lives, and they lived in the middle of the woods. My uncle would always wear these flannel shirts. He was a woodworker. And the smell of wood takes me back to their house every single time. And I love it so much. I'll mm. just go into Lowe's sometimes and just go into the wood section. And, mm. Mm. and it smells so good. It gives me such a good feeling inside to smell wood. And I know exactly where that comes from. But then I'll smell certain colognes that mm. exes would wear or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, get me out of here. For me, it's definitely um, music is a huge one. Words, sounds, visual. Right. Not so much smell, but visual. Yeah. So let me ask you something. How do you feel about talking about your traumas? 
Well, I think that sums it up. <laughs> I think that's about it, folks. <laughs> We're done here. I feel I feel um, I can definitely do it because I've learned a lot from it. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be easy to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I find, as someone who has been in and out of therapy offices for quite some time, I feel like talking about trauma is a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Because talking about trauma anchors it more in the 3D because our our voices, the, the vibration of our voice has resonancy to make things manifest quicker here on earth. Mm-hmm. So that's why saying affirmations and things like that is so important. But it can also release stored emotions and you could get down to the bottom of things mm-hmm. with talking about it. Because I know for me, sometimes I'll go over and over in my head and I only am seeing it from my perspective. Mm -hmm. So I have to tell someone so I can get a different perspective so that my higher self can talk through them and tell me this other perspective that I need to see through because sometimes we can get so hung up in our heads. Interesting because yesterday I was at work and I was working on a bride and she came in and she was just full, I mean full of anxiety. And I was just like, what's wrong? You know, she was getting married that day. It was kind of like a... More simple, basic wedding, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm just feeling super anxious and blah, blah. Something told me, talk to her. So, I, you know, she sat in the chair. I started working on her hair and, you know, I just was, was like, okay, how do I, how do I bring up a conversation? <laughs> <laughs> um, I noticed that her accent sounded different. So I was just like, oh, where are you from? And she's like, originally I'm from Iraq. Wow. And I was like, oh, Okay. And um, I kind of asked her about the the war. I was like, so were you there during that time? You know, is it okay that I'm asking you these questions? Of course, I asked her. But were you there, there during that time? And she said, oh, yeah. Oh, I was seven years old. Oh, no. She's like, I was seven years old during the Iraqi war. And um, she said that her father was killed because he wouldn't stand with what Iraq was wanting them to do and fight for their country. And so her father was killed because of that. So shortly after that, her mom, because it just became an unsafe place to live, her mom was like, we have to leave. So they went to Syria because they were trying to get to the U.S. And that was their basically their first stop. They were there for three years. And every single month, she had to, her and her family had to go in and they would ask the exact same question. So for three years, they relived that trauma over and over and over again. Wow. She said that until she got to the U.S., she wasn't able to have any therapy of any sort or anything. And she said, you know, after her and I had talked about everything, and she's like, it's it's very nice to talk about this because it's helping me to let go of something else. Right. So she needed you that day. Yes. And I'm finding this to be an interesting thing because I'm finding when people come and sit in my chair now at the studio, new things keep coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what? <laughs> yep. I was getting that too before I quit doing hair. I felt like everybody that sat in my chair was someone put there by the universe. Every conversation I had mm-hmm. was always really deep like that. And it's people, and they would always say, I don't even know why I'm talking to you about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I know why. It's because we have a safe feeling when we come around people we're welcoming 
we are authentic and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So it makes other people want to be authentic and vulnerable with us. Mm -hmm. But it is a lot on your energy, though. Yeah, it is a lot on your energy, but I felt like it felt so right talking to her. Yeah. I didn't know the right questions to ask. You know, I was kind of like, am I I'm not bringing any, like, traumas up for you right now by asking questions? She said, oh, no, this is actually helping me. Good. So it was getting rid of her anxiety along with helping her with things that she needed to talk about the past. And uh, just a fun side note, her favorite show is Friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, can we be best friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I was listening to a video the other day. I follow S.A. Smith, a girl in the universe on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And she was saying how a lot of the people, the spirits that we work with in the astral realm when we dream are now able to come down to earth because we're starting to vibrate higher and they're able to come in and either just peek in to say hey in little instances like that or either become long-term friends or fam marrying into the family, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool because mm -hmm. my husband is also having things like that happen. He met someone playing golf the other day, and he calls him his new golf buddy. They have a lot in common, and, and it's, it's weird little things. Mm -hmm. What did you think about that time when that um, woman sat in my chair, told me all the things basically that she had going on in her body, Mm -hmm. And the fact that she was born in June, mm -hmm. she had blonde hair with color in it. Her name was also Catherine. <laughs> Just a lot of really weird things that popped up. And then I told you, how did you feel about that whole... I mean, that's a weird situation to try to describe on a podcast, but... Yeah, so Sarah, she had a bride who she met a couple of times. She had three consultations i'm just gonna be honest with you guys she had three consultations i like to think i'm pretty good at doing hair she is very good at doing hair but maybe it just she just wasn't sure which this three consultation thing reminded me of cat when she was getting married and she had three consultations <laughs> i don't we know if you remember that same salon <laughs> and we had time okay yeah i know I'm but still it reminded me of that but this girl literally looked like Kat, was the same height. Her name was Catherine. She had pink in her hair. She had blonde hair. Born in and June. Born in June, what, like the day after you? Yeah. Literally, like. Yep, so my birthday is June 25th, Her and my yeah. daughter's birthday is June 26th. So and she was her born birthday is June, June 26th. 26th. Yeah. yeah. And this woman sat in my chair, and at the third consultation, we're talking and she starts bringing up some health issues that she was having. And I was like, oh, this is weird. I feel like I've heard this before. Who said that? Oh, yeah, cat. And so I was like, well, this, I told her, I was like, you've got to tell me more because I feel like my friend is going through something similar. And she told me all the things that was happening with her. And I was just like, whoa, I had to get this information. I told her my side of everything about you, ended up connecting the two of you. And yeah, you I got, got a hold of her doctor. Yep. I it was just, I it was just weird that anymore. I haven't explored that anymore because I don't know. I'm waiting for the right time, but it is incredibly coincidental. Mm -hmm. And I do not believe in coincidences. So it was divinely put there for a reason. So I'm going to explore that more. I just think it's funny how people like that will come and just sit in your chair and it's just like, wow. Right. 
Right. And I think because how I said earlier, it anchors things in the 3D and makes them more real, but it also releases stored emotion. So I feel like with things like that, where they're speaking their truth from a place of authenticity and compassion, I think that it can absolutely be very, very healing. Mm-hmm. But it's detrimental if we get hung up on those things. So if she had sat in your chair and was saying, yeah, I'm feeling so anxious because those bastards made me retell my story every freaking day for three years. That's a whole different energy. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the same thing, but it is a whole different energy. So when you talk about it like that, when there's so much resentment and anger and disdain for these people, that is what anchors it into the 3D, and that's what manifests your reality into the miserable place that you want it to be because you keep yourself in that energy. Mm-hmm. But because she's speaking from authenticity and she's finding gratitude in it, almost she's thankful and she seemed thankful to have you that day. Releasing it in that way will manifest your reality in good ways mm-hmm. because you're speaking your truth from your soul and you always get rewarded for that. I feel like, Mm -hmm. but you just, you can't dwell in the past or become obsessed about the future either, because on the opposite end of the spectrum, you can be so anxious about what's going to happen tomorrow Mm -hmm. and you're still keeping yourself out of this now moment. So if you decide to talk about your past, you always have to do it as an observer and not cast judgment on it. You can talk about things that happened to you, but do it in a way where you're seeing why, you're seeing how your story lined up and why this happened the way it did. Because if this had not have happened, it wouldn't have led to this, which led me here now. Because everyone I know, we all go through different patterns in our life. And if we keep going back to old patterns, we're going to stay in a negative place. But for the most part, people grow and everything seems to work out for their greatest good. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like my husband lost his job during COVID and it was, well, it's one of the main times that I can think of that I really practiced what I preach because times were so uncertain during COVID. We didn't know what was happening and it was a little bit later in COVID. It wasn't in the beginning, thankfully, but instead of me feeling fear and saying, oh God, what are we going to do? Because my income at the time could not support us. I said, "Ooh." big shifts, big things are coming. The universe has bigger things in mind for us. You have already played out your time where you were at. You couldn't grow anymore. And now the universe is going to put you somewhere where you can grow. And he found a job pretty quickly. And since then, it's been wonderful. Mm. See each event in time that happened for a reason and accept it as a way for growth instead of getting hung up on the negative and let yourself go through the waves Yeah, two years ago, I was not like this. Oh, no, me neither. Me neither. Two years ago, I was spiraling. Mm -hmm. It was probably one of the hardest times of my life. Mm -hmm. But it's so funny how we find ourselves in an awakening in that moment. Like, we almost have to hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. before we have that moment in time where we say, okay, we're going to change and be different. Something has to happen here. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I found spirituality. So that's it on the waves of healing trauma. We'll talk more about healing trauma as this podcast goes on. 
For our next episode, we're going to be going more into self-love. We're going to make it light. Thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and healing. We hope the discussions and practices we've shared have helped you raise your vibration and find more peace and balance in your life. Remember to be kind to yourself and listen to your body and trust the process. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at Vibing Consciously Podcast for more insights and inspiration. If you have any suggestions for future topics or guests, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep shining your light and spreading your love and positivity wherever you go. Namaste.